1: Bing bong, bing bong, bing bing bong. Mmm. <laughs> suggestible time, everybody. So Hello, James. How are you? I love life. How are you? Oh, it's a lie. He's dead inside, guys. It's he's hit rock bottom this week. Have I? No, that's me.
0: This. Is, oh, okay, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I'm just projecting.
1: I live down you. here,
0: mate. I live in the I live in the filth. Of rock bottom.
1: <laughs> You're like the troll that lives under the bridge in the um the Billy, Billy Goat, Goat gruff. gruff story. Mm. And everyone's walking across the bridge and you're like, I want to eat you and I'm going to live under the bridge again.
0: And people are like, excuse me? Like, sorry. (laughs) sorry. This really happened today, actually. That's why we bring it up. I I, hide under a local bridge and I come out and I'm like, ah! Patrol! (laughs) Sorry, what?
1: And everyone's like up at the shops and you're like like a 38-year-old man. Yep. Walking by and they're like, oh, it's the local troll. Look at this guy. And you're like, uh, also, I'll just have some apples, please. And just milk. some apples,
0: please. Just some fruit,
1: thanks. <laughs> also, I need a loaf of
0: bread. <laughs> oh, need a loaf of bread.
1: <laughs> oh, look, what we? If what you we... dress as a troll, no judgment.
0: <laughs> what are we doing this week? <laughs> oh, yes.
1: This is just on five. the show that we do. First, I have to explain the show okay. to listeners who are, this is the, your first episode, and if it is, I'm so sorry. This intro
0: has been terrible. Never you... apologize. <laughs> That's my motto. As the local troll. <laughs> Never apologize. We have
1: to distinguish as well. We don't mean troll as in online person that like insults no. everybody. No, no, no. We no. mean the green goblin-esque character. Is they green with big and ears? Generally green? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, enough of this troll nonsense. Listen to Jess pod, a podcast where we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. I am Claire James here, also. We are married. And that's about it. If you want something else, sure. Turn off now.
0: <laughs> don't. <laughs> We need every support, every piece of support that we every can get. Every goddamn thing. And if listen. you disappear, I will find where you live and I'll hide under the bridge near, you, near your house. <laughs> and when you come past, I will demand that you resubscribe to this podcast.
1: I just had this really funny idea of this, like, troll on holiday. And <laughs> that's yeah. just you. In I'm in a Hawaiian weekend.
0: shirt. And I got a little briefcase or a <laughs> little just suitcase like or whatever <laughs> on wheels. Taking
1: yourself photos yeah. under all different bridges. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just not getting sun. Just sitting under a bridge.
1: Yeah, but in different locations. Different
0: locations. Yeah. Anyways, Claire, what are you suggesting this week on the show Ooh, Suggesting Balls?
1: All right. I'm really excited. I've been waiting for this for a while. Oh, my
0: God. This so, book.
1: So as you know, I am now on a campaign to get the partners of the people that listen to this show better
0: presence. I understand. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Correct. So I'm suggesting things that I like as presents in the hope that maybe your partner is similar to me. <laughs> Can I
0: just say, this is unfair because that means that I can't get you these presents.
1: Oh, no. Mostly they're things that I've already bought myself. Okay. Or good. you've
0: bought me. So I'm at a massive worry. disadvantage here is all I'm saying. Mm. But anyway, sorry, go on.
1: Keep your little trolley ears out. I'll be <laughs> sending some recommendations for me that I haven't bought yet. Okay. So, you know, just keep it out. Keep a little Spidey feelers out there like a little Spider-Man. Like your special video that came out this week that did. Not too shabby.
0: No, it's true, really the amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Everyone loves a Spider-Man. It's true. So everyone loves a man in Lycra. It's
0: true. Yeah. I mean, you got to have the legs for it. It's kind of like it's not one of those things you just throw on, you know what I mean? But sorry, go on. What Do you, you need
1: slim legs or muscular legs? Slim legs. All right, you'd be fine then. You've I'd got be little fine. Little yeah, yeah, my legs, legs would
0: be fine, but the rest of you, I don't know whether it, it would work.
1: <laughs> you look great in Lycra.
0: We'll Let's find talk out.
1: about this off show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, I'm joking. I'm joking, everyone. Calm down. She's not joking. <laughs> That's, yeah, anyway. Mm. Can I tell you about my recommendation? I'm now? interested. I'm very interested. All about right, this, okay, so. Uh, Listeners might be familiar with the author, Leanne Moriarty. Yes. Now, she is Australian and super famous for, you know, every book she's ever written basically going a bit bonkers and bananas and everyone adores her writing. Mm -hmm. She is the author of things like Big Little Lies and Nine Perfect Strangers, both of which have been turned by Reese Witherspoon into, like, big blockbuster TV shows that everyone bloody loves. With Nicole Kidman. With Nicole Kidman. Exactly right. So I knew when a new Moriarty book was coming out that it would be right up my alley and I couldn't wait to get my whole hot little mitts on it. And you
0: knew it was big business.
1: I did, I did. And look, it's a page turner. It's got the same kind of, you know, Moriarty, never fail to like get you in with a like a family kind of mystery. Sure. Maybe there's a murder. Things kind of twist around. She's always really good at getting into the heads of her characters and she also kind of draws you in in what seems to be quite like a puffy sort of story at the beginning. Often they're kind of suburban stories and you, you sort of are lulled into thinking, well, this seems a bit frothy and light and boom. She gets you she as gets you the with deeper you in there you go. And this particular book, the first few chapters I was like, do I like this? I'm not sure.
0: I hope you hit her up in an email. Liam Moriarty, I am a few chapters into your book and quite frankly it's very unimpressive. <laughs>
1: no, but it does that thing where as you get into it, it suddenly grabs you by the horns and now I'd, all I want to do is sit by myself and read it. Mm. Take it everywhere with me because I'm like into that point well, in the book. All,
0: all I want to do is just sit by myself. That's it. <laughs> That's your goal in life. Just quickly, we, we, we might have an afternoon to ourselves tomorrow without the kids. So one of your options was what if we just drive somewhere and just sleep in the car? And I'm like, this sounds pretty good actually. <laughs> no. We'll sleep and put the seats back. I was not the, even joking. Put the seats back, you know what I mean, and then fall asleep in and the not, car. No, it was literally – It was, <laughs> it was not, fall asleep in the car. It's not it a metaphor. No, it wasn't like go put your
1: Spidey suit on and let's uh get – Which, by the way,
0: I just want to clarify, it's just not my thing at all. Like dressing up in a superhero outfit and just like any of that. It's just I think it would ruin both things for me if I'm honest. But anyway, sorry, go on.
1: That was like when, and it was a wonderful zine, there was that sponsor reached out to us that you declined for this very reason, <laughs> who did Star Wars Cabaret and they put on, like, uh, big yeah. sexy shows with, like, the costume designers very from impressive. the movies. So amazing costume designers. But there would be, like, dancers dressed as, like, Boba Fett or dancers dressed as, like, Chewbacca. So they'd be, like, Chewbacca sexy Chewbacca or whatever, sexy droids. And yeah. you would just like, no. I'm not into it. No, I can't look at it. And it was weird. It was you had this like visceral reaction. I feel like it's because you feel like if you saw it, those two worlds colliding, it just would do something to your. Star brain. Wars
0: is like all those things that they're very non-sexual to me, and I know there is like a massive fan element that like. What about that princess
1: is not Leia? Like, in yeah, her it's, golden not, it's not. I don't beauty. know. It's just
0: not. Uh, it, I've never seen it that way. I don't see any of it that way. It's a weird, dirty universe. Not in a good way. Ooh. Yeah. In, oh, you
1: mean as in Sandy like gr- and uncomfortable? Like a
0: grimy, everything's everyone's got a grimy spaceship and like a <laughs> like a jumpsuit that's covered in oil. And I'm just like, I don't like this place. It <laughs> it's sucks. Not, it's not
1: for yeah. you.
0: Anyway, sorry, go on. No, exactly. You like up, there's a big slug sitting there, and I'm like, that's pretty distracting. Like she's in the gold <laughs> bikini, but there's a giant slug, and he's just like, because that's all I'd be looking at. I'd be like, fuck, that guy's gonna swap <laughs> me with his tail. Is it because
1: it seems stressful? It's a very stressful universe. (laughs) Yes, it would be quite stressful to get into some business.
0: No, no, I just, just in general, it's like it's stressful and confusing, and it's like, like the units of measurement are strange. Like it's like a parsec. (laughs) What is
1: that relevant? Because
0: it's like there's this thing about this is way off topic. There's this thing of like uh, there's this passing line in the first Star Wars where Han Solo says something like. It's this, my ship did the Kessel Run in less than nine parsecs. And a parsec in like, in our world is like a, is like a measurement of like distance. But in the Star Wars universe, I'm like, so it did nine parsecs in less than nine measurements of distance. Like, what do you mean? What does that, what does that mean? (laughs) And it's just, I don't like it. And like, if you look at like a panel of a ship, there's no like display screens. It's just. It's just different coloured buttons. And I'm like, what does any of this do? None of this is labelled. There's no screen. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's very stressful. So
1: what you're saying is all of that stuff, while not sexual at all, also would get you out of the mood because you're too worried about measurements and buttons.
0: Like, when they go to their (laughs) ship and, like, the door opens of their ship, I'm like, you didn't even press anything. (laughs) Like, how did it open? He doesn't have a key. Did he put his hand in his pockets and, like, Like, has he got, like, some kind of device on him that it registers when he's close? Can you just walk up to any ship? And when they go to, like, the cockpit, they don't put a key in. They just hit one of the buttons and it just, like, fires up. But it's confusing.
1: So what you're saying is Princess Leia, and I'm not in this universe, Piers, Princess Leia is there in a sexy bikini and she's like, ooh, James, let's go for it. And you're like, no, I'm busy. It's all very confusing. work out the ship. I can't. Can't. Work out the ship. And she's like, yeah, but come on, it's quiet. You're, covered you're
0: like, in, no. You're covered in, like, slug grease. I'm not interested.
1: <laughs> this is not my thing. All right, good to know. Anyway. I don't know how we got there, but anyway. can we go back anyway, to please, anne Moriarty? Yeah, okay. So uh, the stupid book. Stupid
0: universe. <laughs> so go on. <laughs> so stupid.
1: Okay, I'm just, I just find that so funny that, like, that's how your brain
0: works. Yeah, it's stressful. Actually,
1: you know what's quite interesting about this? I did was listening to a podcast the other day that was talking about the barriers to sex for women, basically. Okay, sure. And one of them is exactly that, the mental like a comfort, load. Like No, it's it's because that's why hotel rooms are better because for women, and this is such a big generalization or for the partner who does the bulk of the domestic stuff, there is nothing less sexy than thinking about your dishes and the floor's dirty oh, okay, and you've sure. got to apply yeah, yeah. that thing and you've got to clean the bathroom and like all of that stuff, which is why, like, a clean, calm room and someone doing the dishes is actually like foreplay Ooh.
0: for a lot of women. So, if you like went to the bedroom and like you whipped back the sheets and there was just a pile of dirty dishes in there, <laughs> that for you would not be like appealing. <laughs> I mean,
1: I thought you were genuinely going to say and the sheets had been changed no, no. and I would just fall over. It's just up there, yeah. just
0: like plates and one of them's like chipped <laughs> so that like there is a chip in the bed somewhere even if you took the plates out. There'd be just like a bit of ceramic in there that you roll onto. Anyway. So,
1: well, anyway. Liam Moriarty. I don't know how we got onto that. But that's a heads up. A Christmas present for anyone out there. Bloody do some chores and you never know what might happen. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, Leanne Moriarty writes his page turner. Now it centers on a family called the Delaneys. Who um, were once the owners of a really successful like tennis coaching business, basically. It's both run by former tennis coaches, Joy and Stan, who are the married couple at the centre. Now they've retired and they're kind of in their 60s. And from the outset, they seem like the perfect family. Now, there's four siblings who are now in their kind of 40s. Okay. And in the very beginning of the book, and this isn't a spoiler, Joy goes missing. Right, right, okay. So then it kind of starts to unfold like the relationships between the siblings is everything as hunky-dory as it seems. They live in a lovely house, suburban house, you know, in New South Wales in Sydney and it just all seems very picturesque except as you start to scratch the surface you see there's a lot of tensions and their suspicion falls to Stan, her husband, and everyone is questioning why that is. And so the story is also written in a lot of different voices. So each chapter What do you chapter, mean like
0: perspectives as in
1: As in like it's written like in the voice of, you know, one chapter might be different the characters. different I characters. What you mean, yes. Yeah. So it might be written in the from the perspective of Joy herself. So she's a character that's actually narrating the the sum of the story. But then another chapter might be the detective who's who's sort of involved in the case. And it also jumps back and forward in time, which Moriarty is also really good at doing yes, too. yeah. So you kind of are building a picture of the story as you go in the present day and like 20 years ago or, you know, a year ago. Mm. Mm. And so it seems really kind of grippy and interesting. I haven't finished it yet. Has is it, is it, really it
0: been getting good write-ups so you're not, not expecting you to get to the end? No, it's like, getting great
1: write-ups. Oh, no. Yeah, it's very classic, Moriarty. And
0: do you think that she is in, in danger of, and bearing in mind I've never read any of her books, I have seen some of her shows which I really enjoyed, do you think that it could become like a, like lean on too many of the things that she's familiar with? Do you think that's a, Oh look, I do you think they're varied enough?
1: No, I think they're very varied. Yeah, yeah. even though they're often set, in suburbia, they're not always. Yeah, right. And I think the interesting thing about Leanne is that from, you know, maybe 10 years ago even she would have been thought of as chick lit writer yes. in inverted commas, right? And chick lit, for want of a better term, is like s- literature that isn't that serious. Yeah. You know, and it's treated I mean, in that way. I what is
0: serious? That's, the no, but, but that's I what, what you're i are mean. saying. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's treated as kind of like puff, like soft writing. Yeah. It's not like big serious Books about war and oh, you know, I and love books
0: about World like intense, War II. I know. love books about Winston Churchill. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know all of that sort of stuff. And I think our thinking and it still has, I think there is still an element of it around. But I think our thinking has moved forward now to understand that maybe a story is re- is set in suburbia and it's about the stories of women's lives, right? Because sure. her her main characters are primarily always women. But that doesn't make them soft stories. That makes them stories about relationships and family dynamics and family breakdown and mental illness and mental health and domestic violence and That kind of stuff that happens intergenerationally amongst families is actually at the very core of our
0: everything, isn't it? Yeah, it's everything,
1: right? It's everything. Like no matter where you live and what background you're from, everyone has complex families Mm. with complex dynamics because we're human beings. And so they're human stories. It's just they're told from a women's perspective. And so I think they're being taken more seriously. And you can see that in the weight that and success of shows like Big Little Lies. Yes. Anyway. Rant done, but I really recommend it. And heads up, tag Christmas present would be a good Christmas present for someone in your life who likes to read.
0: Chicklet, you mean? All <laughs> yeah. <I> right, boys. <laughs> More like Star Wars, a serious uh, thing.
1: All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Buttons on a ship
0: don't work, mate. It doesn't even make any sense. It's just... It
1: doesn't. I'm so angry. Well, do you
0: know me. when they filmed the first Star Wars, right? The original Star Wars, Star Wars 1. Um, yes. This is interesting, I feel. When Harrison my head, my, Harrison my brain Ford's is like,
1: flatlined.
0: Harrison Ford's a pilot, right? You know that in real life, right? Yeah. And I in think, real life, yes, he had a, he's crashed planes like multiple times. Really, tell yeah. me more. Anyway, so <laughs> this, this is interesting. fascinating. This is interesting. wait. This Keep is telling interesting. me. Anyway, so when he got onto the ship, because he had an interest in aviation, even in 1976, when he they wanted to it. have
1: sex, but then he said, "It's too dirty in here. He's, There's no buttons."
0: He'd do it. He doesn't care. But uh, he have he'd cheered on his wife on the set of Star Wars with Carrie Fisher, which he did anyway. Didn't that. That's true. Anyway, so, so he, he gets on. He's like to George Lucas. He's like, how do I, what is any of this? How do I fly the ship? He's like, I don't know, just press whatever. It doesn't matter. Just come in and just flick buttons and we'll go. But ever since he did that he just improvised it, Now every time anybody gets on that ship, they have to do the thing that he did just on the day, just like, fuck, I don't know. So like now it's like locked into law. This just random nonsense thing that he just just made up on the spot. But once – because once something's established in Star Wars, you have to, like, strictly adhere to it, otherwise people get very upset. You know what I mean? It's like, he didn't flick the th- – he should have flicked the thing and he didn't flick that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, what well, my point is that Star Wars is dumb. Uh, <laughs> but you love it. Some but of that's it. okay. Um – For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I watched, finally, and this is a while back, I've been waiting to talk about it um, a couple months back, the movie Boy, <gasps> which is one of the early Taika Waititi movies. It was supposed to be the first movie they ever directed, but up being the second in 2010. So it's a New Zealand comedy drama. For those people who don't know, Taika Waititi has since gone on to like more recently, uh, he directed the last Thor movie and um, and like kind of revitalized that character. And he's also doing the new one. He also did what's the Nazi Germany one where he plays Hitler in Jojo Rabbit. The in Brad- Jojo Pitt, Rabbit, is it?
1: no different one. No jo-
0: the Jojo Rabbit than one with. Um, yes, which it?
1: one am I thinking of? There's another one you where might
0: be Brad. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, Correct, or, I was or Fury? Of that one. But um, yeah, you know, with the little boy, and he's got Hitler as yes, imaginary uh, yes, friend yes, or whatever. Yes, it's yes, terrific. Yes. So anyway. Uh, this one is set in 1984 in New Zealand and it's like a large part of it is based on his experiences growing up. So it's about a New Zealand youth played by James R. Rolleston uh, finds out his father, who's played by Taika Waititi, so he plays like a version of his own, like an exaggerated version of his father. It's a far cry from the heroic adventure he always imagined the man to be. So he's this this guy like who he doesn't really have any kind of memories of or experiences with, always very few, kind of rolls back into his life and kind of, and at first it's like, oh, this is awesome. My dad's so cool and whatever. And he's like, he has all these like sequences, like so m- imaginary moments. You've seen it, right? Where he thinks he's like Michael Jackson or this amazing like street tough kind of gang fighting kind of dude. Where in reality he's like a very damaged kind of buffoon of a man who's also got his own personal traumas. Do you know what I mean? That he's never kind of really dealt with. So it's it's a large part of it is about the perception of kind of the people that raise you and how you see them growing up and how that kind of evolves over time. And uh, obviously like one of the, one of big part of growing up is seeing that your parents as human beings, and this kind of leans into that quite a bit. This is more in terms of like what a disappointment like his dad, like really is to him deep down. Uh, But I think, yeah, everybody experiences that on some level. Do you know what I mean? Like the realization that your parents are, are flawed and don't know everything. And, you know, and, you know, and I think it's something that, you know, I kind of dread also happening when our kids grow up as well. But like when they hear this, if they'd ever listened back and be like, oh my God, he's an idiot. <laughs> uh, so, but I think it, I, I, I loved it. I mean, I can't believe it had taken me this long to see it. Like it was always something I'm like, I need to watch this movie. And it, it was as like, it was terrific. It was as good as, I think it's, it's one, I think it's, I don't know if it's his best movie, but it's certainly up there. And it's interesting because these movies, are so, they're all so varied, so really different. Like if you look at this and then you look at Thor and then you look at like Jojo Rabbit and then he's also done it. Like he's done what we did in Shadows. Have you seen that?
1: Yeah, the band, vampire which is movie. Which just like a,
0: an it's hysterical crazy. movie. It's all the
1: um, – So that funny. Into the, what's the one with Sam Neill?
0: Samuel Neill. You know Sam Neill? Oh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Hunt for the,
1: thank you. Oh my yes. gosh, my brain. Hunt for the Wilder People. I And, love
0: I, that and I guess this movie like – that movie is a very New Zealand focused story, and yeah. like in particular, like the the indigenous kind of culture of of New Zealand and also like the the kind of the what's beautiful about it and the family element of it and the people, but also how that that is also coming up against like modern like sensibilities and and people that have been like same same was here and same with a lot of other countries like the country has been colonized, you know what I mean by yeah Europe essentially. So that's like that's not a main part of it, obviously, but no. it's 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 like it's very much kind of a background Set kind in of that world. Um,
1: yeah, in th- that context. Yeah.
0: And I just oh, look, he's I he just he. Da- There's only one movie of his I haven't seen now, which is his first one, Eagle versus Shark, which I should go back and watch. Also, and also, what we do in the shadows is now a television series as well, mm. um, which I saw the first episode of that. I really I don't know if it's on anything here, but I need to go back and. Yeah. It did it
1: really How Well Did Boy Do? I
0: feel like it won some awards. It did. It was it was the highest grossing New Zealand-made movie in New Zealand, I believe, like the week it was released. Um, I think it went to Sundance and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, yeah. And also a year after that he played Ryan Reynolds' best friend in the movie Green Lantern, 2011. Uh, and then he was in the movie Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds also, which ah. came out twenty. 21.
1: Gosh, he's so clever and funny. Yeah. And isn't he a character in a film like a robot or something? Is that in Thor?
0: Yeah, he's Is Korg. He's like yeah. a big – he's also in the Avengers movies, Um, second Avengers movie I think. But anyway, um, he's like a, just a big like rock man kind of and he based him off like the giant like really friendly Maori people that he knows, you know what yeah. I mean? Like dudes that are just enormous but like really like friendly kind of – And lovely. Friendly yeah. Yeah. like soft-cutted Gentle. kind of guys but also could – your head, if they want to, kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just what a talent, you know what I mean? Oh, completely, Amazing. and I love completely. his interviews and stuff because if you ever seen any interview with him, he has come from this world, um, which is so like different than you know anything that I think most people, and in, uh, I'm including myself, with in that obviously, have experienced. And so, he has this huge like depth of character, um, and he's also incredibly funny, so it's like he can be incredibly poignant and incredibly funny and he can switch between the two, like, quite easily. And you see that in his movies and you see that with him, like, in person as well. He's, like, he's a very silly man, which I really, really love about him. Yeah, like, childlike
1: in a way. Completely. And, you know, that's my favourite type of film that walks that line, which is Mm. why I loved Hunt for the Wilder People so much. Because it's immediately hilarious and then also heartbreaking, Yeah, which I think is life, right? Totally. Like life is just endlessly hilarious and also will bring you to your knees and heartbreaking or poignant.
0: Beat you around there with a broken yeah. bottle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but, you know, like sometimes in the darkest times I've had in my life, there have also been some of the funniest moments totally, that have yeah. happened during that time. So I just I love films that walk that I think that's a really hard thing to do. I think Judge, Judd Jud Apatow can do that definitely too yeah. with his writing as well. Yeah, and yeah, oh, Tiger that's I love this is
0: forty. So. I think that's yeah, it's my favorite movie of his. Maybe it's yeah. not everybody it's, else's. It's but, just but, yeah.
1: Paul writing that movie is basically one of the greats. Your spirit animal, one of the
0: greats. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I've already said this on the show but I was researching something about that film and Judd Apatow said that that moment in the film where Paul Rudd's on the toilet on his phone was like the first time anyone had that depicted in a film Yeah, and it got like some of the most feedback.
0: I I think they put it on like all the posters and stuff as well maybe. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. because it
1: just is like – and I get that at the moment in lockdown like going to the bathroom is like a tiny window of alone time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you know,
1: I don't know what if we're gonna actually go and drive somewhere and fall asleep in our car. We might. We might
0: we'll keep you posted. We'll let you know next week. <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway, <laughs> on what's the edge of your seat.
0: Your second thing. All right. Thing? So
1: uh, again, Christmas present recommendations oh my God, from you're this moment. In early. I know. So this is something that you bought me for my birthday, actually, hmm. which was awesome. So it's an Instax Fuji film printer.
0: Oh yeah. Well, that wasn't. That was uh, not even my idea.
1: Yeah, no, it was our son's idea, right? Oh, Who gave it to us from another one of our friends who's so lovely. And she had one in her house and it's just so cool. She gave us this little image. So they're basically like a Polaroid kind of thing that you would see from like a traditional Polaroid except that it's connected to your phone. So often we have all of these photos on our phones but it's very rare that we – for us anyway and I think most people are the same for actually printing those photos out and having them. And so – with this printer, you connect it to a little app on your phone. Um, the one I got was called Mini Link, and it creates just like little images, prints them out, and then kind of creates all these little pictures of your life, like, like I guess, an Instagram, but yeah. something you can hold. And they're gorgeous. They're really awesome. I was Googling ways to present them as well, right, and right. I found this stuff called washi tape. I don't know if you know what, uh, of course, you don't know what washi tape is. It's like. Never heard of it. Mask tiny masking tape with beautiful patterns on it.
0: Oh, no, I do know that. Yeah, Yeah, I think it
1: might be Japanese, and you can just it's used in crafting and you know, all of that kind of stuff, scrapbooking. But you can make boards, it would be this would also be a really good present for a teenager, too, Mm. because you can make boards in your bedroom and (laughs) pin them up on something. So, I just think if
0: someone was like, Here's a roll of tape as I was a teenager, like. (laughs) Absolutely get fun. No, Why I
1: meant the it printer. It? <laughs>
0: not oh, not yeah, the, the printer, yes. So the
1: tape would be good as a good gift to go with it. And I also saw on Pinterest that people hung like little strings of lights that you can get from oh, yeah, like Typo cool. or whatever. Um, And then with little pegs and people have pegged up their photos onto the strings of light, yeah, which cool. would make a really cool display in your kid's bedroom, I think. Yeah. So especially for a teenager. Yeah, and you can also buy albums from places like Etsy. And I've yes. bought a set of albums actually that you can
0: put them in as oh, well. Oh, cool. Okay. Just
1: they're only like ten bucks I'm
0: curious though as to because it's a little Polaroid kind of thing. Mm. Like it's like half a Polaroid size, the princess yeah, would yeah. you say? Like how do they fade like over time? What's the quality of them Yeah, I don't know. In like ten years. Do you know what I mean? Because I know with I think with some like cheaper Polaroids they can like become like washed out and that over time is that? Yeah. Do you know anything about that? No, I don't know. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I get a feeling it's very good quality. Cuz yeah. you do have to I just buy mean the film the, i mean the well. the
0: printing stuff as well. Like yeah, not like the how camera much itself, it not the device itself. I mean the the film stock that you print on.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I have no idea. That's one of the reasons why I bought a little um albums specifically for them. Mm. I'm going to display some in our kitchen, but you can also get albums and then yeah. slot them into little um, pockets in the album and that'll keep them
0: yeah. for longer, I think. That's cool because I, I think, and I guess it was always the case, like you have to really make a conscious effort to like print a physical photo now, which is also, I guess, it was the way it used to be as well. You'd, have to do, you'd always have to do that, you know what I mean? But yeah. I feel like it was more kind of. The done thing, you know? Yeah. Where you'd get go get your family photo and whatever and
1: But also you'd have to take your film in and you wouldn't even know what no. photo it was. And I kind of miss that, you know. I way. don't miss it
0: at all. I think it's lunacy.
1: Oh I you know, I at school I remember doing like the old sort of dark I did a, room. Yeah, I did a bit of that I as well. I loved that. Like kind of doing all of the the way that you dip the photo into the different mm. liquids and all that stuff. It was so fun. I loved that.
0: Scandal. Did you know my older brother, the one that Mason does like? When he was when he did photography in one year in high school, somebody took his photo and presented it as their own. <gasps> and he was like, "That was mine." It was like a big, it was like a big like deal. It was oh like my God. stealing art and whatever and whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh no, what happened? Did they believe him? photo
0: looked like shit. For <laughs> no, I don't remember. I artists no, they did. It was his, like he had the negative, like it wasn't, which is how it could be, you know. Oh, you could still, I guess you could still have the image on your phone now. But yeah, so it was very clearly his. It's also weird because it's like, it's photography. Like
1: just take take a photo photo. of fucking anything. Maybe it was so good. Take a
0: black and white photo of a park bench or something. I know you hated that stuff.
1: But I loved it. I remember going around with my little camera on a school excursion taking photos and I took this photo of this elderly woman in a fruit shop Mm. which I was so proud of and she let me and she was just so beautifully kind of manicured with this beautiful perm and this beautiful Mm. little hat. You know when you see um, people kind of in their 80s and 90s and you feel like they look exactly like they must have looked in the 40s or 50s when they were just like, you know, in that fashion and the clothes are so beautifully looked after. I just remember I've always remembered that photo. I was so proud of it. it. No, I th- yes, I do. Somewhere, I think it's in a box somewhere in the roof at my parents' house. Because she was holding this basket of fruit, and it just—I don't know. Anyway, this is boring. Sorry, but it was just something like just this little flash of memory of this yeah. beautiful. And I didn't really even know anything about her, but I remember I took it into the dark room and did all the things. And you have to wait for a long yeah. time to see if it's going to work. And yes. when it appeared, it was so beautiful, and I was just really like thrilled with it myself. It was like it was.
0: Yeah. Do you ever so, wonder um what year that woman died? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus
0: Christ. <laughs> right. Cuz <'Cause> she's definitely <laughs> dead by now, is what I'm saying.
1: Well, lucky I took her photo and now I think it's now in you've my lost parents' receipt.
0: <laughs> Of a woman whose name you don't know.
1: Okay, fine.
0: It's <laughs> no, creepy. It's, gra- I know it's, it's not creepy. It's great.
1: Anyway, I was really proud of it at the time. At the time. All right. Do we wrap it
0: up for this week? Do you reckon? Yeah, we think oh, so. we're Not wrap it up. We've got a we've got a letter. We do. We've have got a, a review. Do you like a review from me? Yes. While you're looking for the letter.
1: No, I've got the letter. But go for it. I, looking, I just rubble. need
0: people. I'll do my thing because I need people to know. I need them to know. I demand that they know that they can review this in app. And I work my way through the reviews. And this week uh, we got one from Jane ID 12345. It says, I su- five stars, thank you. Uh, I suggest this podcast. This is a nice podcast. I'm not very good at writing reviews. Just try it. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I think that is as, uh, as business and professional <laughs> as a review can get. It can be like that. It can be silly. It can be blank. It can be whatever. Every review and rating helps um, because this. Joe does all right, doesn't it? I don't really look at the numbers, does all right, doesn't it? I don't know. <laughs> it do does do all
1: right. It? We have the best listeners in the world.
0: Wow, we do. I don't, I don't like, do. I don't like to pander. I don't like to pander to listeners because we don't know that for a fact.
1: Well, I do. I, I can bet tell. Joe I can Rogan tell has that the best you listeners listener the out there
0: Are awesome. Joe Rogan has the best listeners I know, in the world. But no, because he tells them how it is. Suggestible <laughs>
1: listeners, I'm telling you, I read the emails. Suggestible listeners are the best listeners. That is true. They're awesome and they're always writing lovely things and sending us lovely suggestions and I think they're the best.
0: Well, we don't really get kind of bizarre um, aggressive emails where every now and then we'll get some like to, to the Weekly Planet email, which to be fair, like Mason mostly go through. And It's like fucking hell. That was... Insane, an insane person wrote that. Uh,
1: no, we honestly don't. We just get like really lovely emails from people with great suggestions mm. and cool things. I've learned so much from listeners who write insane so well, I haven't,
0: haven't learned a damn thing, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so, what's next? What do we got? All
1: right. Yeah. So, I have an email this week from Anthony Arcilla. Oh, Anthony, Anthony says, Hi from lockdown in Auckland. Mm. Love the podcast, even though I find James annoying sometimes. know what I mean? I do know what
0: you mean. (laughs) I get told that a lot. I don't find Mm. you annoying.
1: Yes, you do. Yeah, of course I do. Mm. We're married. That's part of the the deal. Part of the deal. I don't find you annoying at all. It's a hell of a deal. It's a hell of a deal. Anyway, let me get back to Anthony. Sorry, Anthony. Last week he spoiled Midnight Mass. I know, James. It's my fault. I
0: said it in the thing. I said very clearly multiple times that I'm going to spoil this. I'm just
1: becoming increasingly aware that I just said how lovely our listeners were. And now Anthony is taking this guy's a shot coming at, at me, you. and I was
0: very clear. There were time codes in the description. Does he spoil it here? No. Okay, so yeah,
1: but. It actually got me excited to see how the story would unfold knowing what the twist
0: was. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Great
1: suggestion overall. Thanks, James. Still love you, but only sometimes.
0: Okay. All right. That's a bit bit of fun.
1: Yeah. Keeping in the theme of midnight, have you guys seen Midnight Diner? Have you
0: seen that? What is this? I think –
1: It's centred around this small diner in Tokyo where the main character, the chef, only opens from 12 a.m. to 7 a.m. His policy is that he'll cook anything the customers want if he has the ingredients for the meal – Because of the opening hours, the diner itself attracts a bunch of misfits and most of the time misguided characters who all have pretty normal and relatable problems, just like us. Anyway, it's quite a down-to-earth and heartwarming show sprinkled with some Japanese humour. It has new stories and characters and even a different dish showcased every episode – my wife and I have been loving the series and we think you will
0: too. This looks cool.
1: Doesn't it sound awesome? Where's it on? It's it on, on Netflix. Oh, I'm So it to... started
0: in 2009. There were three seasons. They gave over 10 episodes each and there's 2009, 2011, 2014. So they don't churn these out. And then there's Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories which started in 2016 and there's been two seasons and another season in 2019. This sounds really interesting. It
1: does sound great. I'm gonna to, totally going to check this out. Thank you so much, it's Anthony. it
0: got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Oh, it sounds good. Do you know what it reminds me of? We went to Tokyo when I was pregnant mm. and we went to these like, and I couldn't drink anything, but we went to these like tiny little bars. Yeah, do you yeah, remember? I where They only fit maybe three or four people in yeah. at a time. I love Tokyo. Tokyo is
0: fucking amazing.
1: You, oh, I thought you just looked so depressed. Then it was just because we no, can't. It was just go we can't anywhere. go back
0: to Tokyo right now. It was so cool, wasn't oh, it? Oh, man, Japan Tokyo. in general. My God, it was awesome. What a place! I know.
1: Also, it was for us the the biggest legends' wedding as well, which was like
0: awesome. Who? Me? No. Oh.
1: our friend Dave.
0: Oh yeah, our friend it's Dave. The best. Mm. Yes. Anyway, do you reckon he's listening to this?
1: Possibly. Hey, Dave, you're yeah. the best. Hey,
0: Dave, fuck you. <laughs> That's just also, for Dave, we though. call him Dave. No, it's not his name. <laughs> no. But just so people know, and if your name is Dave or David or any variation, that's not for you. That's for our friend Dave.
1: <laughs> Who we never call Dave.
0: Who we never call Dave. <laughs> that was specifically for him. Anyway. Yeah.
1: We, I miss that guy. Why doesn't he live in Melbourne anymore?
0: I don't miss him, Claire. I'm glad he's dead.
1: No, <laughs> oh, he's not dead. Oh. God, you're in a real mood today. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I'm with Anthony. Sometimes you're annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Anthony says, that's all. Keep up the good banter. P.S. Can I be the official police officer of the pod? How's yeah. Oh, wait, wrong podcast.
0: That's a doubt. That's our other podcast. Great. I think we also have an official police officer of the other podcast.
1: We totally do. Did I read you the letter from the listener who was in a submarine? No. Oh, <gasps> I forgot to read you that. What?
0: Excuse me? Oh. Hello?
1: Okay. Right. I'm gonna save it. For next week. Oh, come on. No, it was so good. Awesome. All right. Yeah, because it, yes. Oh my God, I All forgot right. to read you this. All right,
0: we'll do it next week. I'm going to put, it, right. in, I'm gonna it, put it in. All right. It was after finished,
1: I finished watching my submarine mystery oh, show. And they
0: wrote in and were like, I don't live on a submarine. You didn't read that, right? I don't think you did. I'd remember that. I don't think so. It's
1: such a good email. Let it's me write so this good. in.
0: I'm going to just put it in. Submarine email. Put in my notes. All right. It's so good. Cool. That's anyway. A- Finally, something to look forward to in my dreariest shit week. Okay.
1: <laughs> what about our day out tomorrow where oh, yeah, we can we drive to... around in our car and possibly go for a walk in a park?
0: Maybe, maybe I could bring, <laughs> we could bring like a like our picnic rug and a pillow and I'll just fall asleep in the grass somewhere.
1: Yeah. Yes. We'll do that. Is that different to the car? Depends on how wet it is. It's raining tomorrow. Raining tomorrow.
0: Anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter.
1: Maybe we can drive somewhere, sit in silence on our phones.
0: <laughs> incredible with some snacks maybe i won't go anywhere i'll just lock myself on the toilet <laughs> on my phone it's your favorite place I'll just scroll through my youtube comments and be like why do i have this app i should delete this fucking app <laughs> why is it so terrible why do i do this to myself because uh, you know it's got that thing i've shown you where it's like it tells me how my latest video is doing it's like, really mean it's like this video sucks it doesn't give you any <laughs> advice either it tell- for those people who don't know there's if you are, if you've got a youtube channel um, it, t- it compares your newest video to the last 10 videos, but so it's like where it ranks. So often it'll be like, this video is actually performing, th- uh, performing nine out of the 10, ninth out of the last 10 videos. And it's like, fewer people are choosing to click on it, but it doesn't like give you any like suggestion. And, re- and if it does well, wow, cause my latest one, which is on the amazing Spider-Man, um, is like, it's number one. And it's just like, this is really good. More people are enjoying this video. How? Okay. Like great, what am I? What am I even doing with this information? It's awful. I'm anyway. so
1: sorry. Your life is a series of challenges.
0: Yeah, it's just like depressing. I don't like <laughs> it. I should delete it. Ruins my life. You
1: should delete Stupid it.
0: Stupid YouTube dashboard. Uh, <laughs> no, because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta I be on top of things. I guess I should delete it. Anyway, let's go. What am I doing? All right.
1: Doing? Bye. No, 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 Have a good week. Bye, everybody. Would I just talk
0: for like five minutes about a YouTube dashboard? Yes, you did. I
1: tuned out. Good. But, you know, I'm sure someone appreciated it. I doubt it. Especially
0: <laughs> Collings, who edits these, is probably like, oh, God, I have well, yeah. to keep this And thank
1: you, as always, to all Collings for editing this week's episode. Oh, guys, we'll fill you in on our adventure out we'll of the house tomorrow. All right, goodbye. What will we do?
0: i got to do a odd dance sport or something. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Even on a budget? I mean, if you want, it's it's up to you.